boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next crisis strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, this was the headline. I shared this uh, on Twitter as well. I think our buddy John Jackson was the uh, where I spotted this at on Twitter. This is from the Washington Free Beacon. The military could have stopped the Afghanistan bomber who killed 13 Americans, according to uh, this uh, testimony from a U.S. Marine Corps sergeant. Uh, I'll play that full audio for you here in just a few minutes. Plus, I have an update on a Great Falls police officer who was shot earlier this week. Uh, that story getting some national attention. I did get a, a great note uh, just back uh, from uh, Great Falls Police Chief Jeff Newton that I want to share with you here uh, this morning as well. But as promised, uh, let's start with your phone calls here. A lightning round of uh, callers on Montana Talks. Uh, first up, uh, we'll go to Mark in Lavina. Mark, thanks for the call. What's on your mind this morning? My mind is on Steve Daines and his support with uh, Mitch McConnell to muzzle and shut off Tucker Carlson's free speech. Absolutely shocking. Absolutely a gut punch to my support for Steve Daines. I'm so disappointed in that. Did he did he speak out in support of, of what he McConnell had to say? Out. He didn't speak out, but he was in the cloud of senators that were behind Mitch McConnell as Mitch McConnell was blazing away. It's on the video. I called his office, and he, he and the thing about it is his office really is insulting about it. They want to say, of course, Steve Daines doesn't support what happened on January 6th, and it should never happen again. But what we're seeing is it was set up all along, and it's Mitch McConnell, who everybody in this audience should know is just a slime bag, married to a Chinese national. His fortune is made because of that, and his power is maintained also because of that. Yeah, I thought I thought Mitch McConnell's remarks were absolutely shameful, where he was attacking yeah, well, Tucker Carlson for sharing public information. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say I don't I didn't see Steve Daines speak out uh, in, in in the same line that that Mitch McConnell. But I get your point where where hey, if you're at this leadership press conference, uh, you know you you felt that he should have called Mitch McConnell out for those for those remarks and and defended Tucker Carlson here. Yeah, I thought it was shameful. Mitt, Mitt Romney and and Mitch McConnell uh, attacking Tucker. Carlson uh, for doing his job and sharing public information. That was outrageous. Uh, absolutely. And so next time uh, the senator's on the program, ask him about that. Ask him why he didn't step up to the microphone right after that and say, you know what? I support the fact that we have free speech in this country. Because yeah. We can uh, disagree on, you know, 20 percent, 15 percent of items, but we have to be 100 percent for the Constitution. That's right. That's right. Well said, Mark. Yeah. Um, no, good. Good point. We'll, we'll definitely offer him the microphone to be able to, to say and do just that. So I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Uh, the lightning round continues. Let's go to Mark in Kalispell listening to KJJR. What's going on, Mark? Hey, Aaron. How's it going? Great. Thanks for the call. You know, former Army Ranger, and it's it's frustrating being, you know, just one single guy out here, and you don't feel like you have any any real influence on the situation. And it's, you know, you're looking at it from 50,000 feet and grinding your teeth because 
you know it should be different. And all you got, the only the only thing you can do is wait for a day for voting, and it's uh, it's it's a little tough to handle sometimes. Just to sit back and watch your country be destroyed from within, basically, and know that man, we got to wait till twenty twenty four to try to bring about real accountability. What what sparked yeah. that thought today? Was it this this news out of was it this news out of uh, about Afghanistan and about how they had the they had the suicide bomber in their sights and weren't allowed to take the shot? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been in those situations, and it's it's ridiculous that you you can't make uh, you know they put you in a position where you're supposed to make decisions on your own, and then you got to call back to headquarters. It's it's stupid. It's ridiculous, and it's it's not efficient. Yeah, it's outrageous the way our our service members had their hands tied behind their backs and. Yeah, well, for those who, well, first off, God bless you. Thanks for your service. Those, those Rangers are as hard as they come, uh, the ones I've met. So, uh, so God bless you. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I, for those who haven't heard this, uh, this young Marine's testimony yet, uh, wait till you hear me play it here in, uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, I, I, you're, you're just going to be outraged because I remember that day. I, we, we, we were live on the radio that day when that, when that attack happened and, at like six o'clock in the morning, you were hearing the Fox News updates. There's intelligence warning of an attack on the Kabul airport. They had intelligence. Now we know they they knew what the guy looked like. Even they had him in their sights, and they didn't allow our snipers to take the stinking shot. Oh man, it is infuriating. Uh, oh, oh, I was going to get to Tim and Billings. Oh no, I've got Tim and Billings still on the phone lines. Okay, yeah, Tim and Billings. Uh, thanks for your call. Uh, what's your thoughts this morning? Yeah, Aaron, I, I, I uh, understand how Mark feels. You feel like you're tied into a chair and watching a toddler reach for a ball into a swimming pool, and you can't stop them, and you know what's going to happen. But what I wanted to talk about was uh, I saw a, a gentleman, and I, I didn't get his name, but I saw a gentleman on uh, Steve Bannon's War Room, and he was talking about uh, there is no Trumpism, so there is no new MAGA movement without Trump. And the people who are trying to say, well, I like Trumpism, but I just don't like Trump. Those are the those are the establishment rhino Republicans that are going to try to co-opt that movement. It'd be the same as uh, when there was the Tea Party. You know, the people who well, we really like their ideas, but you're just too radical. You're just way too radical. So we're gonna we're gonna be a little more of a compromise. So any of these people who say that they like Trumpism but they don't like Trump, they're just trying to co-opt that movement and get your vote. So yeah, they don't that's a really Trump, good point. They support the policies. A lot of the a lot of the Trump policies that worked were policies that that were supported by Republicans for decades, but but the thing what they didn't like about Donald Trump is that Donald Trump didn't do what Republicans had done for decades, which is he didn't back down, he didn't cower, he didn't get intimidated. That's what they really hated about Donald Trump. Republicans are supposed to be pushovers. Thanks, Tim. Securing America. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham proposing legislation to designate the Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. We're going to unleash the fury and might of the United States against these cartels. The main concern, the overwhelming flow of fentanyl into the U.S., which Graham says kills about 200 Americans a day. Fentanyl is a killer, and the people killing Americans reside out in the open in Mexico. Senator Graham says the foreign terrorist organization designation would allow the military to go after the cartels where they exist. However, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says 
Not much would change even if the legislation passes. Designating these cartels as FTOs would not grant us any additional uh, authorities that we don't really have at this time. Graham's proposal comes just day.com. ThompsonPools.com. Remember, if it isn't a Thompson Pool, it ain't worth a dip. Thompson Pools. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines here in about 20 minutes to anything and everything you want to talk about here on Montana Talks. Uh, but I'd, I'd imagine that once uh, we play this next audio clip, you're going to want to react uh, to that. Uh, plus, coming up at uh, 840, I want to give you the update. I sent an email uh, to Great Falls Police Chief uh, Newton, and I said, hey, hey Chief, can you, do you want to join us on the radio? How is your police officer doing? What can we as, as the public do to help out? And I got a, a great message back from the Great Falls Police Chief. I'll, I'll share that with you here uh, but in, in just a few minutes. But first, uh, this is the tweet that John Jackson shared yesterday from Adam Credo. The military could have stopped the Afghan bomber who killed 13 Americans, according to a service member testimony. But leaders would not authorize the sniper to take the shot during the botched 2021 withdrawal. Quote, plain and simple, we were ignored. Uh, that's the story in the Washington Free Beacon featuring the testimony of U.S. Marine Corps Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews. Here is his full testimony. I want to play this for you today. I'm Sergeant Tyler Justin Vargas Andrews. I'm 25 years old and from Northern California, a professionally instructed gunman and radio operator for my team. My sniper team was Reaper 2, part of Victor 2-1. Weapons Company attached to Echo Company 2nd Battalion 1st Marines from Camp Pendleton, California. In June of 2021, after having just left Kuwait, we were deployed to Saudi Arabia as a show of force. We practiced a few small-scale non-combatant evacuation operations in the event we were needed in Afghanistan. August came and two weeks later we left for Kabul. Reaper 2 and Echo Company had a close relationship with the Colonel of the Special Purpose Marine Air Ground Task Force. He kept us informed of the situation on the ground in Afghanistan and we were ready to go, so we thought. An infantry platoon of roughly 40 Marines and my assistant team leader left for Kabul on August 15th. They eventually faced the Afghan civilian crowd that overran the Hamid Karzai International Airport. The rest of us arrived on August 16th. All the Marines linked up and staged inside a gym in Ichkaya, not far from the airfield. We connected with our command and received our first mission later that night. <clears throat> from August 17th to the 18th, we surveilled and reported on Taliban activity from the top platform of satellite tower near the civilian airport terminals in Ichkaya. We reconnected with another sniper team and we moved back towards our staging area that night. Our team traveled to Abbey Gate forward in the afternoon of the 19th and set up a position in the tower as Marines and riot gear were sent through the crowd to cordon off a couple hundred people as we tried to begin some form of processing. Hundreds of people came in waves surging through the gate multiple times physically fighting us. Living out of our tower, we conducted 24-7 operations at the gate. The next seven days were surreal. Nothing prepared us for the ground experience we were about to encounter. It was chaos, but we worked together to figure out the next best steps. Tens of thousands of people descended upon Abbey Gate. We were looking for anyone with a blue passport, first and foremost. People were suffering from extreme malnutrition, dehydration, heat casualties, and infants were dying. Afghans were brutalized and tortured by the Taliban, flocked to us pleading for help. Some Afghans turned away from Hkaya, tried to kill themselves on the razor wire in front of us that we used as a deterrent. They thought this was merciful compared to the Taliban torture that they faced. 
with only shipping, excuse me, they thought countless Afghans were murdered by the Taliban 155 yards in front of our position day and night. With only shipping containers between us, the Taliban would routinely murder people under our observation at their checkpoint. We communicated the atrocities to our chain of command and intel assets, but nothing came of it. The troops on the ground had to tirelessly work to control the crowds day and night. Department of State staff in HKI would completely shut down processing Afghans every evening and into the morning, leaving ground forces with a nightmare. They did not work in reasonable rotations and very much presented an unwillingness to work in other situations as well. No matter our health or condition, the Marines stood watch and engaged in disorderly and dangerous crowds. State was not prepared to be in HKIA. In fact, state would not want to deal with the Afghans unable to be processed. Weakening the security of the perimeter, state would take us away from our mission to walk Afghans out to meet the fate of the Taliban, condemning them to death. The Taliban grew in numbers and strengthened their position around HKIA with gun trucks while having occasional visits by Taliban leadership. On August 22nd, an improvised explosive device, IED, probe took place down in the canal running along the perimeter of HKIA. This was ISIS or the Taliban performing an IED test run. We reported this to our chain of command. Days later, we received word to be on the lookout for two vehicle-borne IEDs, described as a gold or white Corolla and a green Mazda convertible. Around 2 a.m. on August 26th, intel guys confirmed the suicide bomber in the vicinity of and nearing Abbey Gate, described as clean-shaven, brown-dressed, black vest and traveling with an older companion. I asked the intel guys why he wasn't apprehended sooner since we had a full description. I was told the asset could not be compromised. Throughout the entirety of the day on August 26, 2021, we disseminated the suicide bomber information to ground forces at Abbey Gate. He was spotted somewhere from noon to 1 p.m. by myself, then Sergeant Charles Schilling and another. The anomaly in the crowd who was clean shaven and fit the description exactly traveling with an older gentleman. The individual was consistently and nervously looking up at our position through the crowd. The older of the two wore a black silky hijab that was covering his face most of the time. They both had obvious mannerisms that go along with who we believed him to be. They handed out small cards to the crowd periodically and the older man sat calmly and seemingly coached the bomber. Over the communication network, we passed that there was a potential threat and an IED attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. About 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor. came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd.
found the interpreter and his brother, born with American passports. They told us five told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two foot canal wall. Ten minutes passed. <clears throat> Then a flash and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> Almost immediately we started taking fire from the neighborhood and I saw how injured I was with my right arm completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. crawled backwards seven feet, roughly seven feet because I thought I was still in harm's way. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, took ball bearings and shrapnel. <clears throat> I tried to get up but could not. Laying there for a few minutes, I started to lose consciousness. When I heard Chaz, my team leader, screaming my name as he ran to me, his voice... <clears throat> His voice calling to me kept me awake. When he got to me, he dragged me to safety and immediately started triaging me, tying tourniquets on my limbs and doing anything he could to stop the bleeding and start plugging wounds with the help of the other Marines. I was awake through most of it, screaming, moaning, and cursing. Please ask, uh, <clears throat> I ask you to please ask me about getting shot at the tower in Abbey Gate and how no one wanted my report post-blast. Even NCIS and the FBI failed to interview me. Asked me to elaborate on my ordeal post-blast and asked me about this one little girl and her family that I reunited. Our military members and veterans deserve our best because that is what we give to America. The withdrawal, <clears throat> the withdrawal was a catastrophe in my opinion, and there was an ex inexcusable lack of accountability and negligence. The 11 Marines, one sailor, <clears throat> and one soldier that were murdered that day have not been answered for. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. Thank you, Sergeant, for that very powerful uh, and uh, courageous testimony. Yeah, wow. Uh, that was tough to listen to. Um, I had seen some of the clips. I hadn't gotten a chance to sit down and watch that full testimony. But uh, I don't know about you, but just sitting here listening to this, I mean, what else do you say? I mean, there'd be a, there'd be a military acronym that some of you are probably thinking right now that I, I don't typically use this acronym, certainly not on the radio, but Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. They had the guy in their sights. They, they knew what he looked like. The sniper said, we've got the shot. Let us take the shot. We'll get back to you. Uh, on unbelievable outrageous and why does it take republicans taking control of the house of representatives for a report like this to finally come out 
Apparently, the FBI didn't even want to interview him to get his post-blast report. Well, gee, I wonder why. Guess the FBI's been busy with some other stuff. Unbelievable. This is where Montana talks. Jim in Great Falls. Jim, what's on your mind? I don't, I don't understand the program. They legalize marijuana and then take the majority of the tax money to make a treatment facility. So then they legalize gambling, and then they have a gambling treatment center. But then you can also write off if you lost. I, I, we, we create the problem. We feed the problem. We keep the problem going. But come give us more money because we'll fix the problem. <laughs> I'm lost. You just described government. There you go, right there. Well, we called it on Monday morning. I told you, here's liberal Senator John Tester at the big Democrat dinner on Saturday night bashing those Republican multimillionaires. And I made the point first thing Monday morning. What a hypocrite. This fake moderate is a multimillionaire himself. And now the Fox News story has come out backing up what I said Monday morning. We're going to have more to follow on our Montana Talks website as well. So make sure you check it out, montanatalks.com. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Well, we do have the phone lines open to you. Anything and everything you want to talk about on the show. I'm glad we had a a break there. Uh, breakaway, especially after that that hard hitting, uh, compelling testimony uh, from that uh, U.S. Marine sergeant. Uh, yeah, go, go to twitter.com/slash Aaron Flint, and you can see the story from the uh, the Washington Free Beacon. You can see the full testimony. I um, that's uh, the C-SPAN clip is what I just shared uh, with you. That's the C-SPAN clip from the hearing yesterday. Uh, quick, I'm going to do a couple quick. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you already heard the full story there. I was going to share a Kevin Cork report, uh, kind of giving the overview of that congressional hearing. But but let's move on to the other uh, big story uh, here this morning. You know, I was scanning the the Fox News radio headlines because uh, several of our Montana Talks affiliates are Fox News stations, and so and so I was scanning the Fox News headlines, and I I saw there was a, a story out of uh, California where three law enforcement officers were shot in California. But then also getting national news attention, a law enforcement officer right here in Montana, a Great Falls police officer, also hospitalized after a shooting on Tuesday. Uh, let's see, an officer and a suspect hospitalized after a shooting in central Montana. Kristen Goodwin with Fox News Radio filed this report. Great Falls Chief of Police Jeff Newton says an unnamed officer was injured by gunfire during an attempted traffic stop Tuesday. The injured officer was shot in the body armor and the right arm. The officer's injuries are serious, but not, not life-threatening. The shooting suspect, 37-year-old Jacob Kane Bradley, is in critical condition, shot in the head, and has yet to be charged. Officials say Bradley, who was out on parole, opened fire after exiting and attempting to flee the vehicle with another occupant. Police later catching up to him, returning fire. The other occupant, identified as Nikki Snell, faces charges including drug possession and unlawful possession of a firearm by a convicted person. 
Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. All right. So I did send a note uh, to the uh, chief of police in Great Falls, to Chief Jeff Newton. And uh, the message I said, hey, obviously, if you want to join us on the radio, you're welcome to join us. But I know he's he's very busy right now. Uh, and so he was uh, generous enough to send us a response back. I also said, hey, what can the public do to help? And here's the message I got back uh, from the Great Falls police chief, uh, Chief uh, Jeff Newton here. He says... Our officer went through surgery yesterday, is doing good, and now is in the recovery stage. We are waiting to hear what the longer-term prognosis will be. All the other officers who were involved are understandably affected, as this is a very traumatic incident for everyone. We are working to ensure that they have the resources to assist them as well. Our community has been very supportive, which is a great thing. Notes, cards, words of encouragement and support are really what is needed. It's been a challenging year for our agency, and sometimes just hearing that from our community goes a long way with our officers. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, thanks to uh, to Chief Newton for uh, for sharing that update with us. We're glad that the surgery went well, and I know lots of folks across Montana and across the country will be uh, uh, praying for uh, this Great Falls uh, police officer as well. All right, uh, 406-294-0970, the number for you. If you got something you want to talk about or you want to react uh, uh, to some of the, the stories that we've been covering uh, here this morning as well, uh, uh, feel free. Uh, 2940970. Let's go to Glenda in Kalispell, listening to KJJR. Glenda, what's on your mind this morning? Good morning, and thank you so much for this platform for citizens. I want, first of all, to say thank you both to that officer in Great Falls and all of our police force across the state of Montana and the nation when they put their lives on the line for we citizens. I'm so grateful for that Marine who gave that report. Uh, and the service that he's given to our nation, both on the field and in person in this testimony now. I'm praying for his recovery and both physically, spiritually, and emotionally as well. Yeah. So my call today, my call today is about our American citizens who have been held without bail in basement jails and now in prisons without reasonable due process from our January 6th event at our Capitol. Senator Tester's phone answer lectured me on what an insurrection is when I would not let her use that word in reporting to Senator Tester what my call was about. We as citizens must stand up, call our senators, and demand that these people released now that these 44,000 feet of surveillance tapes have finally been released to the public scrutiny, appalling how our evening news immediately twisted the uh, telling of this event into their, what they hope is their own lying agenda. So please hold our senators accountable for getting our American citizens released. Thank you so much for the yeah. time. No, thank you for the call. Yeah, 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 I think I think most of us would agree that okay, to the actual individuals who actually did attack law enforcement and fight with law enforcement and break windows and vandalize the Capitol, yes, prosecute them. Prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. Kind of like how they should have prosecuted these BLM rioters. But they didn't. Hey, uh, kind of like how they should be going after these radical abortion activists 
who are attacking these pro-life facilities and these churches all across the country, but they're not going after after them. And isn't it just uh, isn't it just crazy that they that they want to go after innocent law-abiding citizens elsewhere across the country, like parents who are questioning local school boards? And speaking of Washington D.C., if somebody was waved into the United States Capitol and then they peacefully walked through the Capitol, they're they're facing uh, more punishment than. Then BLM rioters who were burning down black-owned businesses, who were targeting law enforcement, and and I mean it's and, and yet in Washington D.C. right now the Democrats want to support a Washington D.C. crime bill that will let you know people who commit uh, carjackings off the hook. So so you could basically be across the street from the Capitol, violently attack somebody, carjack them. And the D.C. Uh, government wants to go soft on, on actual violent criminals. But by golly, if, if you happen to walk through the Capitol because you were waved through and you thought that they were letting people in, they will prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. Absolutely uh, outrageous. I, I thought I, – I only played this very briefly at the end of the show yesterday. I thought one of the other very interesting things that came out of the uh, January 6th uh, footage this week and and follow on interviews. Sean Hannity interviewed the former chief of police for the Capitol Police, and he made the point that they were asking for more security. He wanted more security on that day. We all knew they needed more security that day. President Trump was offering up additional National Guard resources. The D.C. mayor rejected it. Nancy Pelosi's appointees rejected it. Paul Irving uh, is uh, politically appointed by Speaker Pelosi. Uh, he initially, when I asked for the National Guard on January 3rd, which was a uh, Sunday, it was the first day of the uh, new Congress, uh, he said specifically, quote, I don't like the optics. Uh, and besides, the intelligence didn't uh, support it. Yeah, they didn't like the optics. What, what, what did they not like about the optics of having additional National Guard security at the Capitol on January 6th. What did they not like about it? Well, you remember when when BLM rioters were burning down, were trying to burn down a church across the park from the White House, remember the, the Democrats were outraged and the media was outraged that Donald Trump had used law enforcement and military to clear out the park and to stop the rioting from occurring. And... And they were outraged. How dare you use the military to clear out these rioters? And then you remember Tom Cotton suggested in a New York Times opinion piece that we that we that we use the troops to quell the violence in our cities if that's what it takes. And boy, there were people that were threatening to resign at the New York Times for daring to even publish that piece. The left did not want to have extra security there. And the left are the ones who have benefited from, from January 6th. Uh, anyway, that's that's the story that oftentimes does not get told either. Hey, you know, a, a lot of what we're talking about this morning, uh, really what we're all saying is we need an advocate. We need somebody who's going to fight for us. We need somebody who's going to stand up for us. We need somebody who's going to make sure that we are treated fairly in a court of law. I'll tell you what, we've got some some great advocates on the ground here in Montana. These are Montana lawyers who want to be your advocate. They want to make sure you get fair compensation for pain and suffering, whether it's a, you know, medical malpractice case or whether it's a slip and fall, uh, whether it's 
you know, you're, you, you got into a car wreck. Somebody crashed into your car, and now you're dealing with a bunch of headaches from phone calls and medical collection bills and more. Well, I'll tell you what. Let the advocates take on your case for you. Go to MontanaAdvocates.com, MontanaAdvocates.com, uh, and uh, find your advocate. Or you can even uh, call this number. Here's the phone number for you, 406-640-4444, 406-640-4444 for the Montana Advocates. We'll get back to your phone calls right after this, 406-294-0970. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. We now have in January the highest number of illegal immigrants than we had for a month starting last year. 2021 was a record in terms of the illegal immigrants coming into the country. 2022 was a new record set by Joe Biden because he's not enforcing the laws of the land. As a matter of fact, he's aiding and abetting the law breaking. We are on track now in 2023. Last time I checked, except if I was Joe Biden, I wouldn't know it's 2023. I don't think he knows what day it is, never mind what year it is. But anyway, we're now on track to have another record year. Over five and a half million illegal immigrants they've allowed into this country. I'd even take it a step further. They're aiding and abetting the law breaking into this country. And then they're telling us that the border's secure. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Hey, did you know the Pure Talk saves the average family close to $1,000 a year when they switch from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile? Well, that's right. You can save a fortune, and you get the exact same service as these big carriers. You get their ultra-fast 5G. You can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of data, and it's only 30 bucks a month. And with Pure Talk, they are so sure you are going to love their service, they back it up with their 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to the big carriers, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk, my cell phone company. Then start enjoying great perks like a U.S. customer service team. They're going to make your switch easy, and you'll be supporting a company that's veteran-owned and shares your values and has you covered with their money-back guarantee. It's simple to make the switch. Dial pound 250. Say the keyword, save now. Do it now. You save an additional 50%. 201-6263. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana-owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. God, I just realized I should probably double check to make sure that Speaker of the House Matt Regeer is going to join us today because they are on their uh, legislative transmittal break. Uh, the legislature, I think, will get back into session tomorrow. But, uh, yes, yeah, Speaker of the House Matt Regeer has been joining us every Thursday during the legislative session. But they are still on their break today. I'm assuming he'll still be calling in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I probably should have just double checked. But, hey, either way, uh, uh, we're either going to have a great update from the Speaker of the House here in just a few minutes, or we'll uh, keep going, keep rolling with your phone calls. But we do have the phone lines open right now. If you got something you want to share, if you call in right now, I should be able to sneak you on before we run out of time uh, this hour of the show, 406-294-0970. Plus, I got several messages uh, that came in on our Montana Talks app that I want to share with you as well. I don't know about you, but I, I just love the fact that the sun is shining and that I could already 
RDC daylight at like 6.30 this morning. Uh, that just tells me that the winter blues are almost behind us. And a, a lot of you are like, oh, I can't wait to get out of the house. Oh, I can't wait to go golf. I can't wait to go camp. I can't wait to do this. And then some of you are thinking, yeah, I, I wish I could go do all of those things. But my knees hurt or my back hurts or something else hurts. Well, let me tell you. There, it's time to do something about that pain. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, QC Kinetics is now on the ground here in Montana. Professional athletes like Emmett Smith have been using them for years. They've got over 100 clinics all across America, but they're now here in Montana. What they specialize in is something called regenerative medicine, where basically they take the healing properties that are already in your body, and then they, they put those healing properties right in directly into your achy joints to get you moving again without the downtime, without the pain meds, without surgery. So call QC Kinetics now, 406 201 that's QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see. We are a little short on time now before we wrap up this 8 o'clock hour of the show. We should probably lighten things up a little bit. We should, we've, had a, we've had a pretty a hard-hitting, heavy uh, content uh, show this hour here on Montana Talk. So let, let's lighten some things up. If you haven't seen the story at foxnews.com, Twitter laughs and groans. As Jill Biden gives a biological male the Woman of Courage Award. Uh, Yesterday was International Women's Day. So, of course, Jill Biden and the Democrats decided to celebrate men on International Women's Day. Here's what uh, Fox host and comedian Jimmy Fallon had to say. The woke wordplay text. So here we go. This award winner wanted to change the name of the National Women's Conference to... The Plurinational Conference of Women and Lesbian, Cross-Dresser, Transgender, Bisexual, Intersex, and Non-Binary Persons. But you're award winner. Well, I like it better by what its real name is, which is Halloween. Okay, she just won an award for best costume. That's what this is. And we're not trying to spike a wave of hate crimes. We're not being transphobic. Okay, they are very much co-opting the identity of women. Like, what would be the difference between this person and Rachel Dolezal? We fired Rachel Dolezal for pretending to be black. We said, you can't do that. You're not biologically black. She's not biologically a woman. So on some level, this is a manufactured civil rights movement. We went from women's rights to I'm pretending to be a women's rights. I think it's a scam. Yeah, there you go. That was Jimmy Fela uh, yesterday on Fox News. Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, reacting to this news. Uh, Greg Price shared via Twitter, Jill Biden presents an International Women of Courage Award to a biological male on International Women's Day at the White House. Sarah Huckabee Sanders says it's International Women's Day, a good time to remind uh, to remember that Democrats can't even tell you what a woman is. Dana Lash, nice of Flotus to encourage the diminishment of women on International Women's Day, erasing women is abusive. That's what Dana Lash had to say uh, in response to this story. All right, lots to come here in the na- in the nine o'clock hour.